Okay, so before I pour my second cup of coffee and start on my reading today, there's a couple of things that have kind of rubbed me the wrong way or stuck out to me a bit in Exodus, and I wanted to acknowledge those things. So the first was the midwives lying in order to save the Israelite babies. Um, now I get this was probably necessary. Um, Pharaoh would have likely killed them and then killed the babies. So they were trying to um, save babies' lives. But at the same time, it is a lie, right? So my question was, did God bless them for lying? And obviously God wouldn't bless them for lying. He would bless them for saving the lives of the babies. And ultimately their lies didn't matter because Pharaoh then just changed the his whole approach and decided that he would just go kill the babies um, a little bit later on. So, but that did kind of stick out to me a little bit because I know that lying is bad, right? It's one of the Ten Commandments. We're not supposed to lie. Um, now, this is obviously before one of the Ten Commandments, so maybe that all changed after this. I can't think of another time in the Bible where, and maybe I'm wrong, and if you know of a time, please let me know, um, but where God said, okay, this lying is okay from this point on. Um, anyway, that just kind of stuck out to me. Now, in reading at the bottom here, <clears throat> um, and again, I, I take everything down here with a grain of salt. Um, not that obviously the opinions that are written down here, they're based in a lot of study. They're based in pulling from other parts of the Bible. So they're very educated opinions. Okay. But down here that says, um, well, first I'll read the, I'll read the actual scripture. So one verse 19, the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. The midwives replied, they are more vigorous and have their babies so quickly that we cannot get there in time. Obviously this is a lie. Uh, so God was good to the midwives and the Israelites continued to multiply, growing more and more powerful. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. So he says, so it's saying here in scripture, he blessed them because they feared God, not because they lied. So I think that's important to note. Down here at the bottom, the opinion of um, the scholars who wrote all this stuff uh, has said, did God bless the Hebrew wives for lying to Pharaoh? God blessed them not because they lied, but because they saved the lives of innocent children. This doesn't mean that a lie was necessarily the best way to answer Pharaoh. The midwives were blessed, however, for not violating the higher law of God that forbids the senseless slaughter of innocent lives. All right, that makes sense too. So, all right, moving on. The next thing that caused me to, I literally had to stop reading and stop the recording and read it again and read it again. And then I had to start the recording over <laughs> because um, I got to the point where Moses and his wife and son had left on the donkey and they're heading to Egypt. And it says that the Lord came to kill Moses at night. And I don't know why, but in my brain, I'm thinking, I think back to, I, oh, I read that wrong. What, what that meant or what it actually said was God came to kill Moses's child because he wasn't circumcised. I don't know. In my brain, that's how it went in this story because that made some logical sense to me. But no, no. 
On the way to Egypt, at a place where Moses and his family had stopped for the night, the Lord confronted him, Moses, not the baby, right? Him, and was about to kill him, Moses, not the son. But Moses, Moses' wife, Zephorah, Zipporah, I can't say her name very well, took a flint knife and circumcised her son. She touched his feet with the foreskin and said, Now you are the bridegroom of blood to me. When she said, a bridegroom of blood, she was referring to circumcision. After that, the Lord left him alone. Him, Moses, not the son. So, obviously, I'd never really read into this very much. Um, but, you know, kind of shocking. I feel like this could have been a very simple conversation between God and Moses. And you know what? Maybe, maybe there was a conversation. Maybe God said, hey, you need to make sure you go back into the Old Testament law, Moses, before you leave to follow me. You need to make sure that you've done everything that I've told you and your people to do up till now. If not, I'm going to come kill you. I feel like that could have been a very simple conversation. Because, you know, they had this whole talk with the burning bush. I feel like that might have been a notable point that God made during that conversation. To say, make sure you circumcise your son or I'm going to kill you in the middle of the night. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm unreasonable. (laughs) Anyway, um, so with this, though, I think it emphasizes the point that if if God's calling someone into ministry or into 100% serving him, it's it's all in. You're all in. Um, And and I, I do believe that we serve the same God today that we served, you know, the same, the same God that we're talking about here in Exodus is the same God we serve today. Um, I'm also, I'm learning a lot about that, um, and God's expectations. And as mankind grows up in this world, um, some change in expectations and also ultimately what Jesus did in order to fulfill some of these things. Um, and frankly, make it a little less harsh on us. Um, but it's just interesting to me. So basically what this is saying is Moses had not circumcised his son. Now reading back in Genesis, that is a firm command that God makes to the, to the Jewish people, um, to his chosen people is on the eighth day, you, you are to circumcise your boys, period, end of story. Um, Moses's boy was not eight days old. He was not a newborn at this point, but he had still not done this. Um, why? Maybe it's because, um, Moses was primarily raised in an Egyptian home. Um, maybe it was because after this, you know, after he was mostly raised in an Egyptian home, he lived in the wilderness for quite some time. This is, this did not, um, he didn't like kill the Egyptian slave run out to the wilderness, meet a cute girl, start a family, and then like within a few months he's heading back to Egypt. That like years have passed at this point now that he's going back. It's been years. Um because the people who were out to get him had died. So things had happened and progressed that this was not just an overnight excursion, you know, run out to the wilderness and turn around and come back. This is not like the Disney movie where Moses is about the same age uh, when he returns to Egypt. So I think that's notable. But 
it is interesting to me that he has not, he did not circumcise his son. And in order for Moses to serve God 100%, it's like God's example here to say 100%. That means that you need to follow all of my instructions, not just a portion of them. Anyway, that's all. Just, it was one of those, huh, moments. And I literally said, wait, what? And then I had to stop recording and start over because I messed up the recording. So (laughs) anyway, that's my two cents for today. I'm going to start my reading.